This is episode number 001 with the true inspiration, David Chiarizzo. You're listening to the Outdoors Greatest Podcast, the podcast that brings you the lessons, stories, and messages from the greatest to take part in the outdoors. Welcome to the show. Have you ever wondered what it would be like if you followed your dreams? Wondered how much work and time it would take just to make that one thing happen? Well, today we sit down with a true inspiration, someone who chose to follow their dreams of having hunting and the outdoors as a career. David Giorizzo. He's one of the most unique guys in the hunting industry, and he brings content through social media in an entire different way. David and his brother Dean created Tag and Brag in 2011 while attending college at Ohio State University. Now, Tag and Brag has a current following of around 100,000 people, and they can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. David is definitely one of the most motivated and real individuals out there in this space, and is constantly inspiring others to chase their dreams and passions. I'm so excited to share this episode with you. This is by far some of the best conversations that I've ever had. This is episode number 001 with the one, the only, David Giorizzo. Welcome back to another episode of the Outdoors Greatest Podcast. I'm so excited for this one. You know, me and David, we've been talking back and forth, having great conversations. And we're finally here. Today's the day. We have the one, the only. David Giorazzo in the house. Dude, appreciate you having me on. I, like you said, we've been talking about it for a week or so now, and I'm, uh, I'm excited to get things rolling. Yeah, man. It, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm so glad you're on um, and you're, you're kickstarting this. And, you know, we've had some really good conversations. Um, if you guys don't know David, he's from Tag and Brag. He has a great story, and we're, we're looking forward to revealing that to you guys today and diving into some other content. But um, to kick things off, David, you know, you have a really unique story, but I was wondering what got you involved in the outdoors um, overall? Honestly, like we, my brother Dean and I were lucky. Like we, my dad and my uncle got us involved in, in to hunting at a really young age. I mean, I was probably five or six years old when I first started going out bow hunting with both of them. And, you know, I don't, I don't know what it was like they were just diehard like wanted us to be immersed in in the outdoors my family you know is is passionate outdoorsmen hunters fishermen and and so they like just immersed us in into everything right off the bat i mean like i said we were five and six years old we were climbing up into a ladder stand with them like literally sitting in between their feet while they were bow hunting i mean Dean and I were freezing, but like the experiences that we had at such a young age because of that was it like, it just hooked us. And, and then we, we started watching like, you know, outdoor TV and outdoor videos, like the juries, like the real tree monster bucks and everything. And it's just like, we were so infatuated by it. Um, but we're, like I said, we're lucky because we had, we had family members that, that got us involved in it at a young age. 
Yeah, and I have a very similar upbringing that got me into the outdoors as well. I think we share that common ground there. And, you know, I just wanted to say before we start this, you know, I thank you for doing what you do, following your dreams, inspiring so many people um, to do the same and bringing so much original content to the outdoor industry. I think you guys have such a unique show um, and such a unique way of bringing content to your viewers and you yourself, you bring so much enthusiasm to it and so much realness. And I think that's so, it's really missing from, you know, the outdoor industry and the hunting space. And I think you do such a good job with that. You know, I just wanted to, you know, say thank you for that. And, you know, congrats on all your accomplishments with Tag and Brag. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. You know, when Dean and I started Tag and Brag, whatever, it's, it's close to 10 years ago now. Like one of the things that we promised ourselves was to never lose our authenticity. And honestly, it's, it's, it's been easy for us because we're so passionate about hunting and, you know, kind of everything that goes along with it that, you know, the passion just kind of drives us. And so like, we, you know, I don't know, we, we appreciate like the, those compliments and you recognizing that, because like I said, that's kind of been one of our core values since we started. And, and the cool part is for me and for, I think for both of us is like, we go back and watch some of our original videos, which are absolutely awful from like a production standpoint. Yeah. The footage is awful, out of focus. The music is horrible. The editing is like atrocious, but like you feel that same authenticity and that same passion that we still have right now. And so like for me, like that's one of my most, my proudest thing about, about tag and brag in general is that we haven't lost that. So, um, so yeah, like I said, I, I can't thank you enough for that compliment and we really appreciate, you know, you following along and, and for everybody that follows along with us, I mean, it, it, it's allowed us to do what we do, you know, on a daily basis and kind of pursue our dreams and, and passions and, and try to inspire others to do the same thing. Yeah. And I think that's really shown through your content and, you know, the way you present yourself and what you guys are doing. But overall, you know, what, what led you guys into creating Tag and Brag? Like, what does that initial story look like for you guys? I mean, I've been kind of following along for a while now, and I've been so inspired by you guys. You're definitely one of my favorite content creators, honestly, in the industry. Like, I would much rather watch you guys than go on the Outdoor Channel just because there's so much authenticity there um, with Tag and Brag. And you really just show that, that different aspect that I think is missing from TV production. But... Like I said, I've been following you guys for some time now, but what is that initial, you know, what came about? Like, this is the idea that me, I know you and your brother had, like, where does that start for you guys? And you've obviously grown so much. Yeah, no, honestly, like for Dean and I, at a young age, for whatever reason, we always had a camera in our hand and not that, not to say that we like really knew how to use it. Yeah. I mean, not being like, that's just being a hundred percent transparent. Like we really didn't. Um, but but we always filmed ourselves doing like goofy shit, like snowboarding and, and just different things that we like, you know, day to day things that we like doing. Um, and, and, and then we, you know, I guess over time we kind of realized our passion for hunting and we were just so like immersed in, into like the bow hunting scene specifically. So we started filming our hunts, but honestly tag and brag created or started because when Dean and I were in college, we were both at Ohio State. We were kind of brainstorming ideas of, like, how we could do our own thing. We've grown up in a family of entrepreneurs. 
you know, we've had, it's been three now, four generations of a family business um, for, on, in, in like the auto body field. And Dean and I both worked in that business. And as much as we like loved and appreciated that, we always wanted something for ourselves. And so we started Tag and Brag as a social media site and trying to develop a phone app similar to Facebook and Instagram for hunting and fishing. So we wanted to give other people the opportunity to share their like outdoor life and outdoor story. Um, and honestly, it's a, it's a crazy long roller coaster story, but it didn't work like at all. <laughs> it didn't work. It was, it was, it burned a lot of our money. It burned a lot of like investment money. It burned a lot of time and energy for us. Mm -hmm. And we never really, cause we didn't code like the website or the phone app ourselves. So we didn't like fully have control of what we were doing. And in the meantime, though, we were, we started a YouTube channel. We started filming our own hunts. We, st we, we completely learned how to edit on our own from scratch, just doing our own research, watching YouTube videos and just me messing around with the software and stuff. And so our kind of goal was for like the tag and brag website as a social media side to um, bring in the people we would put our own content on there too and kind of grow a following, you know, through the social media platform that we were creating. In the meantime, we could promote the social media platform through our own videos and they could kind of both like snowball and grow together. Um, and mm -hmm. like I said, like from a development standpoint for, from the website and from the phone app, it just never went well we went through four or five different developers we had developers run away with our money and never finish projects we had developers like literally developers go to jail because oh. of different <laughs> wow. the the final draw and like i mean there's really no joking about this but like the final draw for dean and i was we were working with this one developer because our previous developers had literally fired us they said like you guys are never going to get this. We don't want to work with you anymore. Like you're never going to understand like the development side of things. But anyway, we got our final developer we were working with, um, working on projects. It was seen, it seemed to be going well. We were developing our phone app, which was cool. And we actually had a first version of it like live on the iTunes network. And we had people on it. We were getting feedback and we had a meeting set up. I remember it was like, a Thursday meeting set up with this developer and I called him no answer weird because he was very punctual very on time for everything mm -hmm. you know no answer in the morning no answer in the afternoon not answering text calling him and Friday nothing and I'm like this is weird you know so Sunday I get a call from his dad and his dad was like David you know I got some sad news like Nikita passed away from a brain aneurysm and and he the wow. dude was was 28 years old like he was my age at the time and I, like Dean and I were looking at each other and we're like maybe this is just the not meant to be like mm -hmm. this is a path that we're not meant to be on and so from that point forward um you know we scrapped the idea of like the social media site and so you and scrapped everything right there yeah, we literally, and, and you know, it was, it was honestly hard to cut ties with it because we right. had so much money. 
so much time invested into it. And we had like three different products that were in development. But number one, like it completely took us out of our element and out of our, it, it, it was diminishing the passion for what we actually liked to do. Like hunting kind of became a chore at that point and it like wasn't as fun anymore. And like our, you could tell in our videos that we were producing ourselves, like it, like the, the, the mojo, the drive, like wasn't, wasn't mm -hmm. there. And I know from like, like Dean specifically, like he did not like, we would have cut ties with it like further along, or I should, I should say like further in the, in the past, if it was right. up to him, which probably would have been better for ourselves. But I like me personally, like I always hung on to it because I'm like, we have so much time and money invested. Right, you like, just have to keep time. going. Yeah, we have mm -hmm. to keep going. But honestly, it was, it was the best thing that ever happened to us during this journey because we found our niche and we found like, we, we ended up developing like more of the vlog style web show where like we're producing hundreds of episodes of content throughout the year rather than just, you know, during hunting season. Right. And so it opened us up into more of like broadcasting and documenting our outdoor lifestyle as a whole, which is 100% why we are here today like it's why we're here today I think it's why you enjoy watching you know the tag and brag vlogs and the videos and stuff like that so much because you know the way we saw it was it's like we're, we're producing all this content we're, we're spending so much time the video the food plots the preparation the off-season work and then the hunts and number one like we spent years screwing up hunts based on trying to film but what and and so we were trying to like get like we put so much pressure on ourselves to like get a successful hunt under our belt in order to like put that one hunt out there to hope that like that was going to make us make it yeah and in reality like we're working so hard and filming all this stuff and we have all this footage and we're not using it and we're like this doesn't make any sense like be more mm -hmm. efficient use like edit the stuff use it so we're like we both kind of sat down and we're like well if 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 we're willing to like put in the time and effort to edit all this stuff and it's going to be a lot of time and effort yeah and i know how much goes into that trying to you know, film and and edit my own hunts it's like it's a process it is. It's, and and but now we've kind of developed like a system where like i do most of the editing but and and i've gotten very efficient with it you know what i mean yeah. and we don't do any crazy like you know, we don't, we just don't do any crazy like effects or anything like that with our editing. It's, it's pretty raw. Um, but nonetheless, you kind of piece the story together, but I guess getting back to it, it allowed us to kind of find our niche and we, we focused our energy on like, you know what, instead of trying to put out the perfect content, we're going to just put out more content than anybody in this hunting industry, you know, and we're going to, and we're going to, we're going to show people everything because that's going to allow people to relate to us because we're not successful 95% of the time, right. maybe 99% of the time. You know what I mean? But, but it's, that's not necessarily like, I guess that one like moment of truth is what drives a lot of us as hunters, but it's not all of what we enjoy. And if it was the only thing that we enjoyed, you know, we probably wouldn't do it because the success comes, you know, few and far between. 
Right. And I think that's what draws me and a lot of other of your viewers to you guys is that authenticity. And you show, you show the process, you show the behind the scenes of what actually hunting is and how much work and time and effort goes into it. The failures, um, many failures, you know, yeah. but you guys with Turkey season, man, I, my heart goes out to you guys. I, I hope that you do bag a bird here soon, but, um, you know, I think that's what keeps us watching in your content. It just like, it stands out on its own pedestal compared to everything else. And I think that what you guys are doing needs to be seen more. And yeah, I think I that's, <laughs> that's the shift from the outdoor channel to more real content like you guys are doing. For sure. And I mean, I think like <clears throat> when we started the more of like the vlog style episodes, like there was a huge the, the, the outdoor channel sportsman's channel, like boom was still there. You know, it was like all about getting on TV and getting your own TV show. And, and so one of the, you know, it was kind of a sacrifice for us too, to just say, let's invest our time online because we felt like that shift was coming, you know, like a majority of people were going to start shifting to taking in their content whether it's outdoor or just whatever they like, they're going to take it in online. And for us, like it's number one, we don't have any network restrictions. You know what I mean? Like we can right. say what we want. We can edit a video that's six minutes and put it out there. We can edit one that's 30 minutes and put it out there. You know, the, the restrictions and the guidelines are, are up to us and it's free. Like, <laughs> and like now with the companies that we're working with, what, what they're realizing is it's always there. So like we put out a video tomorrow, like in 10 years from now, unless we decide to delete it or take it down, it's always going to be there. It's always going to be collecting views. Right. And, and so the investment from like a money standpoint in that is a lot more powerful in my mind than dumping money into a commercial that's going to be on TV for a quarter or maybe two quarters. And, and then it's going to be gone and you're going to have to re-up your money into that like the money that you invest into some, you know, somebody like us right now, whether you re reinvest in us next year or not, this content right now is always going to be there. Right. And I agree. You know, something aside from the outdoors is I see so much value in owning online assets. Um, and I think that's kind of the vision that you guys, you know, saw the value in having those online assets is once you have that video out there, it's there for right. one 10 15 years and anytime you get a view or anything you know that's that's generating more income and wealth and everything you know if you make it as successful as you guys and you know i give you props for you guys realizing that model and doing everything that you do with tag and brag yeah i mean and it's and like you said it is an investment because like what people, people want stuff like right now, you know, they want to like, okay, I put a video out there. I killed this massive buck. Like it should blow up into something and I should be getting like free things set my way or getting paid for this or whatever. But like, if you like starting a business or, or making like the hunting, your hunting passion, a business is, is a very, deep and hard investment to make because yeah. I mean what 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 people don't realize you know who start watching us or start following us right now is we have almost 10 years invested into this like 10 years we didn't start getting paid until three years ago you know <laughs> like think about that 
Like wow. think about, you know, think about like the time that you put into it in order to try and make it like a, a career. And it's, it's not only like a time and a money, um, you know, sacrifice, but you're sacrificing, you know, a social life at times you're sacrificing, you know, relationships at times. And it's just like, it's, but it's, it's all for the greater good of like what you want and what you are passionate about and, and like the way that you feel your life is supposed to be because it's, it's yours. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it is a sacrifice in one breath, but also it's an investment in another because, you know, you get to a certain point and now you can kind of control your own destiny. And there's something powerful about that too. Yeah, I absolutely agree there. Um, so what, what do you think the value is in doing something that you love? Like what is, what is the value in following your dreams? I know you preach a lot, like do what you love. You do, you know, a lot of your content's very inspirational. Do what you love, get out there, stay motivated, keep on the grind. Like you said, you guys have, you know, it took you up to seven years to really gain that, that massive following and some, some success from tag and brag. Yeah. I mean, I think just the value in doing what you love is, is being able to control your, your own destiny and being able to like dictate pretty much a hundred percent of of your life because and i mean honestly like we you know we like you said we we, we've kind of sought out now to uh, aside from the hunting side of things obviously that's what we're passionate about but like our main goal is to just inspire people inspire people to do more of what like that makes them tick what what they feel they're put on this earth to do because that to me like inspires or it kind of um it just sparks happiness and the more people are happy the better we all are um and 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 the more value you can add to whatever that thing is that makes you tick like there's if you and i are passionate about hunting you know and we we're having this conversation right now somebody else is is passionate about the same thing and so you can always you know, inspire somebody else to, to do that, you know, to do that thing that, that you're inspired to do. Um, but I just think, you know, we have one life to live and so many people kind of sit back and they're like, you know, I wish I could do this. I wish I could be this. I wish I could go to a certain place and, and you can, like, it's all in your control. You just have to have the, the courage to, to go chase it. And don't expect things to happen overnight because it's not, it's not like realistic, you know, but if you're willing to put the time in, if you're willing to like, you know, grind it out and like, kind of like eat shit for a little while to, to get to that point, like the, the rewards at the end of it for like the longevity of your life, I feel like are, are all worth it. But it's but nothing good comes without sacrifice. It just it just doesn't. Like you can't get to a place where like you feel like you're one hundred percent authentically you and you're you know you're one hundred percent like happy without sacrifice in, in order to get there. So I mean that's the biggest thing I think that people get hung up on is they want, you know, they want something for, for nothing in return of their, you know, their time and their efforts. And that's just it's not it's not realistic. Right. And you have to expect failures along the journey as well with the sacrifice of time 
and work, you know, those are the essential pieces of putting that into something of creating your own business or following your destiny, your dreams, you know, but did you, is there any time that you guys came across with tag and brag that you were like, man, like, you know, I, I don't know, like this might not happen, you know, Dude, it's, honestly, it, it all the, all the time, like you, you have to check yourself all the time. I mean, we went through a, a couple scenarios with like our development and stuff like that, that, that we questioned, you know, why are we doing this? What are we doing it for? I mean, quite honestly, there's still times, you know, recently where I, where I say like, you know, what is this, what is this for? And we're like doing it. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're there. I mean, yeah. we're there to an extent. We're nowhere. I, I don't think to where we, we want to be or we aspire to be, but you know, we're, we're to the point where like from a business standpoint, we're, we're bringing in revenue. We're, we're, we're making money and we're, we're allowing ourselves, we're, we're allowing this to like kind of transpire on its own. But like, I mean, there's been plenty of times along the way where, where Dean and I have had conversations, not only like looking in the mirror and, and asking yourself, like, what are we doing this for? But like Dean and I have had conversations of like, what are we doing this for? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what are we doing this for? And it's funny because I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday, but it seems like when you get to that point, if you're meant to do like that certain thing, like with, with us for tag and brag, like, if this is meant to be like when, right when you get to that breaking point, something comes up to, to remind you, like you're here for a reason right. always happens. It's happened every single time. And like, you can't expect it because it just, you can't expect that. But at the same time, whether it's somebody reaching out from like a direct message or a message on Facebook or whatever, that just says literally like, thank you guys for doing what you're doing. Um, you know, you've inspired me to do this, this, and this, or whether it's a, a company that comes knocking on your door and says like, I want to work with you guys because we love your content. Whatever the case is, like it always seems like when you're right at that breaking point, if it's meant to be like something clicks and gives you that next like jolt of energy to just like keep going. But you literally have to fall in love and, and, and love the fact of a failure if you're going to like do this and if you're going to be mentally strong enough to to do something that you love and kind of create it into to more of a like career and something that you want to be like your livelihood like you literally have to fall in love with failing because it's going to happen like it's just going to happen and you have to let it motivate you to um to the next level to your next kind of step like i remember one of the one of the biggest like failures i guess from our standpoint or i guess one of the biggest reality checks was right at the end of when we were getting done with developing um our phone app and our website and we were trying we were really trying hard to get involved and work with matthews and it was a stretch for us because like we were at, like we were still little boys, I guess, in my mind at that point in like, in like the hunting industry. And we're still not like, yeah. I don't put, put ourselves ahead or behind anyone. Like we're all on a level playing field, but I was talking to uh, Brad Christian who works for, um, he works for uh, Sitka now. 
And he was the marketing director at the time. And he straight up said, like, you guys don't have what we're looking for right now. Like legit, like was just like, no, you know, like, and most of the other people that we dealt with were like, Oh, we don't have a budget for this or our, our marketing budgets, you know, they gave you kind of some BS, like, you know, sidetrack excuse of like why you couldn't work together. But he was straight up like, no, y'all aren't ready. Like you don't have, like, you're not good enough yet. And I was like, I got off the call and I was like, damn, that wow. hurt. That hurt. You know, yeah. like, I'm not going to lie. Like that hurt. Cause we've been working for like five, six years at that, po- uh, at that point, I'm like what we're doing. And like, but at the same time, it, for Dean and I both, we were like, like, screw you. We're not good enough. Like, we'll show you we're good enough. And two years, two years after that, like, we reach out to Matthews again on a whim and they're like, yeah, we want to work with you guys. And now we've been working together for the past three years. Wow. So it's like, I mean, it's, it's stories like that or like experiences like that, that kind of give me chills because like, you have to, you have to embrace that failure because it's happening for a reason. And that conversation that we had with Brad at that point leveled us up. It said, no, you're like, what you're doing right now is not good enough for where you want to be. So give more, give more, like work harder. And, right. and we did. And now we're, you know, now we, like I said, we've been working with Matthews, which, you know, is obviously one of the better, best bow companies in, in the world. Um, and they have been for, a long, long time. And, um, and I mean, we're, we're proud of that fact because it, we didn't let it discourage us long enough. I obviously, like I said, it, it hurt at, in the beginning, but we didn't let it discourage us long enough to, to not say, no, we're, we're going to keep going and we're going to go harder. Hey guys, before today's show ends, I just wanted to get on and say, I really appreciate your support. Now, if you want to see more content from the people that we interview on our show, go follow us on Instagram. You can find us on Instagram at Hunter underscore Klobuchar. Now, I know a lot of you like to watch podcasts and you rather have that experience than listening to them on your iPhone or whatever device you listen to your podcast on. You can go watch our full episode at YouTube. Go search Hunter K and you'll find all the Outdoors Greatest episodes uploaded there. Like I said, thank you so much for the support. I really do appreciate every single one of you. Now let's get back to today's show. Right, right. Wow. What what a turnaround in two years. And that just shows you if you put the time in and the effort and the passion behind it, you know, it will happen. But looking back now, do you think you guys were ready for that that deal, that moment when you were no. five years in, or do you think you needed that to, you know, get where you are today? Oh, we we were not ready at all. We were not ready at all for that, and that's that's the funny part and the, the kind of cool part about you know why getting back to it. It's like you have to embrace those failures because you know the big man upstairs knows you know when you're when you're ready or not, and he's got a path for you. Um, and, and it's like, we weren't, we weren't ready. We just weren't, we wouldn't have represented them how they are meant to be represented. And, um, and, and when we were ready, the opportunity came back to us, which is, which is a cool part because it was like, just 
just keep going and and eventually it'll happen just because it's a no now doesn't mean it has to be a no forever yeah i absolutely agree there now do you what is the future outlook for you guys now you're at this point where you are now you've had some deals you've had some success from you know starting from the ground up what is your future vision for tag and brag and where do you see yourself going you know well, you know, it's cool because we've now like developed our, our production company um, or like the production side of our business into working with companies outside of the hunting industry too. So we're basically kind of taking the knowledge that we've learned, excuse me, ourselves and kind of applying that to other businesses and other companies. And we're actually helping market other businesses similar to how we marketed ourselves and grew our own brand. Um, and, and seeing results in different, like different industries from that, which is cool. Um, but from like tag and brag, it's, you know, itself from like a hunting perspective, I just, I, I think we want to keep like, we, we want to, we obviously, we want to keep this vlog style, um, these vlog style episodes going because I think that's what keeps us authentic. It's, it's what keeps us true to ourselves. But what we, I think what we want to do is just expand our, our adventure and do things that we've never done before and be able to document that and show people along the way. I mean, one of the things that we really want to do um, and we're trying to work on for this year is, is get into like the Western style hunting, whether that's mule deer, elk, whatever, you know, just get into different species of hunting that we've never had the chance to chase before. And and put our put our knowledge and our hunting knowledge to the test you know along with documenting that so that people can see that people can kind of follow us along the way like that's the most exciting part for us is bringing people along our journey um and obviously you know it's cool because i think we kind of have the best of both worlds where we have like our land up in new york where we we met we we're working hard at managing deer and planting food plots and kind of um, obtaining more acreage to, to make, to expand our, our reach a little bit bigger from like a, a deer and land management standpoint up there. So we can kind of, we can give back to the land a little bit more up there and, um, and just, you, I guess, work that side of things but then like you know we go to north dakota or tennessee or we travel a little bit and and our our skills are kind of put to to the test on like a timing level where you know you're on a trip for whatever seven or eight days and it's like you got to figure out the deer and the land and where they're at and try and get it done in a short amount of time without the resources that you've built all year long on your your homeland you know what i mean so um I just think, yeah, kind of expanding our, our adventure and, and expanding our reach that way is going to be fun to, to pursue, and it's going to be just kind of a fun journey over the next however many years. Yeah, I'm excited for that journey for you guys to really dive into that because that's something myself that I've been wanting to do and try new things, you know, yeah. like you said, get outside of hunting my own homeland, and I really want to go explore out west, try to do like an elk or a mule deer hunt. And seeing you guys do what you do with um, going out to, you know, Tennessee and those other states and getting it done with, you know, a few, a few days and not really having any time put into that. You go out there, hang a stand, hang some cameras, and then 
you know, you and your brother both found success um, in some of the hunts that I've seen doing, doing that. And it was just so inspirational seeing that story, seeing you guys do that kind of thing. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I'm, yeah, it's just, and I, I thrive off of that like adventure, you know, there's obviously like with trail cameras and, you know, there, you know, there's a major like fad within the hunting industry, at least the whitetail side of like managing the deer and growing bigger gear. And I'm extremely interested in that, but I'm like so much of what I think sparked our interest in, in hunting in general, when we were young was the unknown factor, like the unknown factor of like, you don't know, you could hear the leaves crunching and you, you hear what's coming at you prior to seeing it. And you have no idea what it could be or, or, or what's making those noises what's, what's in the woods that you're hunting with you. And so like that portion of it, like kind of going out on that adventurous side and, and creating that unknown factor, like I'm extremely passionate about because it, it really like for me, it gets me back to like the roots of why we started and what got us so passionate about it in general. Now, what is that? What, what got you started? What is that under underlying burning fire that keeps pushing you guys forward doing what, what you do? Is it the love for the outdoors or is it what hunting brings to your life? You know, can you elaborate yeah, a little I mean, bit on that? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both, honestly. Like the outdoors in general, um, it's funny. I just took a leadership course that made me realize even more how much the outdoors mean to me and what and how much like I need to daily, like need to like get outside and whatever it is, I could be like, doing work outside you know it could be bringing like my laptop or something outside and just like working from like a porch somewhere but taking in like the fresh air and just being outside is is extremely important to me and it's a major part of who I am um so I think that's a major portion of it and then it's just like honestly like it's it's the chase of something you know what I mean like it's the chase of something hunting is such like a a raw and and I don't know, it just goes back to like our roots as like human beings in general. Right. And it's, it's a natural, it's a natural thing. You know, people view it as like, oh, killing, you know, you're killing animals and you're taking a life. And yeah, like, and, and I, I think what a lot of those people that are quick to pass judgment on hunters don't realize is like, I feel remorse when I shoot a deer or you know, or a turkey, or that, like, I feel remorse for that life, I, I value life in general, and I think that's what it's, that's what hunting's done for me, is, is it's, it's even heightened the, the value of a life even more, like, don't think that I don't respect that animal, and that I don't have remorse when, you know, when you take that animal's life, because you absolutely do, but I think it's that, it's that chase, and the, and the overall, like, continual challenge that hunting brings to all of us because every year is different every year you know proposes a new challenge you're always trying to sharpen up your skills and just learning how the animals work and react and live on a daily basis i think to me is 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 infatuating their main focus daily is to survive like you know, right. it's not like us, like, oh, we got to get home for our favorite TV show tonight, or we're worried about making money and we're worried about getting to work on time the next day where there's so many different like sensory stressors and stuff like that, that are, are 
in our environment, like they're literally worried about living every single day, like stay alive. And the Focus. harsh reality is like nature is a brutal beast, but it also yeah. is a beautiful thing. And what exactly. blows my mind is, and like one of the reasons I want to start this podcast is to inspire people to get involved in the outdoors, because just think about how many people don't have that outdoors experience. I think you should at least go hunting once and experience it. Like you said, it's, right. it's really coming back to the roots of humankind. Like this is, you know, it's like one of the oldest sports alive. We've been doing this since the time of man and being involved in hunting and just getting out there and experiencing those experiences there. It's just unbelievable. You'll, you'll never get that anywhere else. The hardships, yep. the beauty, you know, seeing nature, just out in its natural element is just something to be said. You know, I was on a turkey hunt the other day and it hit me. I was cresting this mountain. The sun was rising and um, didn't hear a single turkey all day. And one finally fired up in the far distance. And that was the only gobble I heard all day. And to me, that completed my hunt. I literally hiked four or five miles to get to that point where I was. It's just like time stopped for a minute. And I just looked around and you know the things that i saw that morning the mist the fog everything coming off the trees the birds like it's like time stopped for that one second and you realize like hunting brings you closer to the earth and it brings you this it makes you more appreciative for what the earth offers you know oh 100% and and it's you know where people get so um like immersed in in social media now and and kind of comparing themselves and i i'm thankful for like social media and technology because it's allowed us to grow our business it's allowed us to to grow our brand and and like create a name for ourselves um at the same time i'm thankful for like hunting because that's kind of been the avenue of of like you said grounding yourself and connecting yourself with mother nature and the earth and and respecting what's around us because I feel like you know a lot of the you know I think a lot of like the younger generation especially who who didn't grow up like outside and you know I mean when I when we were when I was growing up like I was outside playing kickball baseball like when I got home from school I did my homework so that I could get out of the house and go outside until it was dark like that's just you know play with the neighbor kids and stuff and that's just that's just how it was and I feel like um you know, that's kind of lost in the, in the technology now. And obviously everything evolves for a reason and, and whatnot. But, um, but I think, yeah, there's a, there's a very strong need for that connection back to like the earth and like, you know, respecting the things around you and, 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 and being aware of it too, you know, like being aware of, of the values of all that stuff of, like you said, being like waking up with the world you know, seeing the sunrise and hearing, like, literally hearing the, the, the earth wake up. It's like, earth it's and, something and that, you. yeah, you can't put it into words when you know what it's like, yeah. you know, you no know one, just think about how many people don't have that experience when right. you're sitting in the tree stand in the pitch dark, it's four o'clock in the morning and you just hiked a few miles back into your set and you're just waiting for the wake up of the earth. It's like right. this, there's this time in between that that's like five minutes and boom, you hear the first bird chirp. Right. And then everything, uh, everything around you just awakens. It's like right. an experience that you can't describe. You just have to do it. And that's why I really think that, 
you know, if more people would have that one experience or go hunting once, you don't have to kill anything. It's, it's not about the kill. You know, that's where the remorse comes in. And, you know, it's the experiences that lead up to the kill that make us fall in love with hunting. And I think if you haven't tried it, just go out, tag along with someone and just get that experience under your belt because it's just something that you can't describe and it will bring you more grounded to this world. Well, exactly. And I think like part of the reason why, you know, we've kind of opened our, our doors or our lives to show more of our lifestyle is to try and help bring more people into that. Because a lot of like, I feel like what's happened is like, there's like such a, um, a shift of like, you know, the big buck, you know, the biggest animal and measuring the animal and, you know, having the biggest and the best or pursuing the biggest and the best. And while I'm, you know, I kind of, I, you have your own personal goals to like, you know, maybe shoot something a little bigger than you did last year, pursue something a little bigger than you did last year. That's not how we got, that's not how we were raised up into this sport, you know? And so by showing the ins and outs and the failures of what we're doing, like hopefully we can inspire somebody else to, you know, to go along with their dad or to go along with their uncle or, you know, we can inspire somebody else to say, Hey, grab a buddy or something and and come along with me. Yeah. Come along with me. Like you said, you don't have to, you don't have to kill anything to enjoy hunting. Like that's not the, that's not the end all be all. And I think if more people did like were able to experience it, they would understand what we all go through and why we're all so passionate about this because it's like, it's, it's, it's really not all about that, that one moment of truth. It's what we kind of, we strive for and what we're like work and chasing, but that chase is ultimately why we do it. You know, if you can't enjoy like the portion of where you're, you know, you're trying to pursue, you know, that's, and and you're only out there to kill, then I think you're missing a, a major aspect of, of hunting in general. I agree there. And if, if you are like that, I think you just, next time you're out in the woods, just stop, like just stop right. for a minute and just, you know, let it sink in. Just, you know, put your phone down for a minute. You know, a lot of times we're on our phones and stuff. I like to take pictures of, you know, nature when I'm out on the hunt and kind of share that experience with other people to show, you know, that light of things, but just let that sink in for a minute and look around it and you'll, you'll be like, wow, you know, I was really missing out on this key aspect of hunting you know another part of hunting that i think you know maybe once you do experience that is the reward is how good the meat is that you actually are eating of the animal that you harvest and that's why i really want to go out west and start you know taking you know into elk hunting and stuff but the meat that you're getting you know where it's coming from it's pure and you just feel your body just thanks you for eating something like that you know it's just like something about it. It just feels more natural. Yeah. And there's a certain, there's a certain, there's a different level of, of like providing that you feel when you're doing it, you know, when you're consuming something that you literally took from your hard work to pursuing it, to actually killing that animal. Now you're taking care and processing that animal and you're putting it on your plate or you're providing for your, your family or your friends, whoever's, whoever you're, you know, you're, is taking it in with you. Like there's a certain level of like providing that is, I don't know, you feel that way. And it's like, 
that you don't you can't feel that by going to buy somebody dinner or whatever like that's right. not the same. It's just not the same. You know what I mean? The whole process from field to table was something else on its own that other most people don't experience. And even a lot of hunters like from where we're from, eastern half of the United States, well, you know, the northeastern, they hunt deer, they shoot a deer on the first day and of rifle season. They take it to a butcher and they get it made. But you're also missing out on the whole process of being connected to that harvest and that animal. Like we butcher our own deer, we we clean our own meat, we pack it, we ziplock it, we seal it, vacuum seal it, put it in the freezer, and then we prepare it, you know, for a, a good dinner, a good feast with friends and family. But for sure I don't know about you guys what what you guys do with your deer, but you know, that's something a common trend that I noticed that a lot of people are missing um in hunting as well. Yeah, for sure, because there's just you know, you I mean, you just a lot of people think that portion of it is like gross and stuff and like, you know, Oh my God, like blood and this and that, whatever. But it's just like, it's, it's goes into the respect factor of that animal and, and kind of like the respect factor for that life that you took in general. And so being able to take it from, you know, literally field to freezer by yourself is, is there's a, there's a certain level of pride that's connected to that. Um, and just learning those skills in general, you know what I mean? I mean, that's like, that goes back even more like bare bones of like human beings and being able to provide for yourself. What if all this technology and money and everything went away? What would you be able to do? Would you be able to survive or not? Right. You know what I mean? So that's like as bare bones as it gets. So, I mean, yeah, like I said, there's a certain level of of pride that I think is connected to that. And, um, and yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it makes you feel good when you can provide something like that and, they, and, and you know, knowing that you've put all the work in to get there. And what's funny about it, I, I think me and you talked about this maybe once when we were on the phone a few, a few weeks back, but um, when the coronavirus came, you know, we're still dealing with this virus and the world went into panic mode. And, you know, us outdoorsmen that know those skills and those traits, like we were like, you know, our lives didn't really change much because our passions, what we like to do is outdoors so we're, we're still able to do those things but the idea of knowing that our our freezers are full of yeah. venison that we harvested and if needed we know how to go and get those resources to provide for our families to to continue to thrive during a pandemic right you know? oh for 100 percent. i mean yeah everybody panicked and was going to the stores and buying meats and toilet paper and stuff like that i'm like we're good. We're good right now. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, there's still four or five of them stacked in the freezer. Like you guys want to come over and eat? You can. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We, we're, we got about four months worth, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We're going to time it up perfect. Just in time to get to September and whack another one and, you know, have some fresh meat for the freezer. Right. Right. Um, so you guys obviously have a lot of success. You have your freezers are full of meat. Um, what do you do to find success in the woods and what do you do to find success with tag and brag? Like, I'm very curious about that aspect and I'd really like to share that with our, our viewers because you're, you know, yeah, I mean, I, success is, is kind of a relative term. I think ultimately success is, is happiness in yourself and what you're doing. Um, and for, as far as like success in the woods, you know, I don't measure that by the trophies that I can put on the wall or whatever. Like, 
anymore, and it kind of correlates to tag and brag. Like, I want to bring people along and share my experiences so that hopefully it inspires somebody else. And, mm-hmm. and, and I mean that, like, wholeheartedly. I mean, like you said earlier, our turkey season has been far from successful in many people's eyes. You know, many, most people that are, that are even trying to film or document their turkey season that would be like ours, they wouldn't, have, they wouldn't be willing to put out that content. But the fact that we've taken, a lot, taken people along the journey with us, not really even seeing many turkeys, let alone killing one, like, I mean, I'm, I'm proud of that. And, and I feel like that's successful. You know, we've, we've, been, a, we've been able or we've had the, the courage and the confidence to keep our content going without the success that many people deem within, like, the hunting industry. You know what I mean? Right. We don't have the trophy pictures to prove to, to show our successes. You know, if, if, if we were showing our successes off of trophy pictures, we, we wouldn't be successful um, in, a, in a lot of people's eyes. But like I said, the fact that we've, you know, been able to bring people along with us is, is the biggest success to me because, you know, people like yourselves and other people that have, that have come to us and said, thank you that means the most, honestly, like that means the most, because I feel like we're, we're doing our little part in spreading the, the, the values of hunting. And, and hopefully that, you know, if it catches on with one person and, and they, and they go out and experience it too, we've, you know, we've, we've created success within that. You know what I mean? And I think Um, that's the definition of a successful hunt is, what we just talked about the experiences that lead up to interacting with that animal or whatever it might be that you're targeting or just being out there, you know, brings you success in the long run. And that's what the hunt is all about. No, a hundred percent. I mean, and, and personally, you know, I set goals for myself. Dean set goals for himself from like a hunting standpoint and standard. And, you know, sometimes those are reached and sometimes those aren't. I mean, last year in particular in New York, you know, we set a certain standard for ourselves and neither of us shot bucks in New York. Was that a failure or was that a success where we, we passed up deer that we would have shot for sure in years past, but we, we, we let those deer go and they're still living today in order for us to create that success, you know, this upcoming year. So you can call last year a failure all you want, but to me it was a success because we had the, we had the discipline in order to, you know, stick to our goals and follow, you know, if it wasn't going to be a certain standard, we weren't going to take that life because we want to preserve and, and, you know, make things bigger up there. And so, you know, in that aspect of things, we were, in my eyes, we were successful. And we took people along that journey with us, which makes it even more successful. successful. Right. You know what I'm saying? So inspired many people to get outdoors and get involved and, you know, follow their dreams and get, you know, to me, that's what you, what you guys do. So it's just like everything I see, you're, I'm like, these guys are doing it. They're so successful because you're hitting all these elements of success to get people inspired, motivated. And you're also hitting milestones for, for yourself with tag and brag. Now, guys, 
if you think that you know anyone that deserves to be on the show, go send us an email at theoutdoorsgreatest at gmail.com. Tell us what makes them so great and why they are deserving to be on the Outdoors Greatest podcast. And we just might have them on the next episode. If you think today's episode has been great, the content has been inspirational, and there's an underlying message that deserves to be heard or shared, go send this podcast to your friends, family, and anyone that you think would like and enjoy this content. I really appreciate every single one of you. Now let's get back to today's episode. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, you, you, like, like I said, success is kind of a relative term and it's kind of what you, what what you make of it. But ultimately I view success as your own happiness and your own, you know, happiness with your, with your own self-worth. And I think that's major, like very important and your value of, of like your own life, because so many people go through this life and they're just, they're not happy with themselves. They're not happy with what they're doing, but they don't, they don't change it either, you know? And, and so it's like, a lot of people get stuck in that limbo of unhappiness and, you know, and they accept it. They They accept accept it. it. You can't accept it. You have to keep trying new things, keep going, you know? And I think what you guys do, it, it just like your content brings happiness to so many people, brings light, brings joy to watching you guys do what you do, but also to the entrepreneur, you know, the motivation to go get out of that unhappiness and really pursue something that you love. So yeah, thank you well, so much for keep, keep doing that guys, you know, and that's why I really wanted to bring you guys on. Well, yourself on, then I'll have your brother on, but to share the inspiration of tag and brag with, you know, the outdoor community. For sure. For sure. And I mean, we've said it all along, you know, if, if, if hunting isn't your thing, like figure out what is, and do it like do more of it it doesn't mean you have to get paid for doing it but you're going to be a better person for doing more of what you love to do and what what lights your fire and what you're passionate about so go do it. like don't make excuses for yourself why you can't you can't just go go do it just go do it and yeah. i agree there now with like you you know you're always like preaching that stuff but do you have like a morning routine what do you have anything that brings you you know, to that path of like that better, that happiness, that motivation to get up every day. Do you have, do you take anything, you know, what, what's the, what's the, what's that look like for you? Well, so, I mean, my morning routine is I, I mean, I usually just get up, I got to get my coffee in my system. You know, I, I try and like sit back for at least 10 or 15 minutes and just kind of like map out what my day should look like. Mm-hmm. And I usually you know, I usually, I got a list of like kind of tasks daily that I, you know, I, I redo, try to redo every single night before I go to bed because it allows me, my mind to shut down and sleep. I think sleep is very important. You know, there's certain times where we're running and gunning and yeah, you got to just go with the lack of sleep. But I think for your overall mental well being, like sleep is extremely important, but, um, you know, my morning routine, I get up, I have some coffee, usually try and make a little breakfast. And I, I typically like, I like to do, I like to edit our, our tag and brag vlogs, like the first thing in the morning for whatever reason, 
because I feel like I'm the most efficient at doing that, you know, that way. Then I, once the day gets started, you know, calls, maybe it's calls or emails or we're dealing with, mm-hmm. you know, some of our other clients outside of the hunting industry. And so it's like, it gets cluttered um, a little bit. And I, so I like to like knock out any of our tag and brag blogs. If we, you know, if we have them available, like first thing in the morning, get them out. I, for whatever reason, that makes me feel good about myself um, and good about just like getting that task out of the way. Um, but I've been taking this, uh, I've been taking the CBG uh, hemp oil. It's, it's like a natural hemp oil extract. And I take two different ones. One's a focus one, which I'll take like, so I'll drink coffee in the morning, like a cup or a cup and a half of coffee in the morning. And then I'll usually take my focus one, like right before lunch. Um, and it, it like helps. Like it, you don't feel different. Like there's no THC in it or anything, but it's just a natural like hemp extract. And I've, I've done a lot of research on it. I've, you know, researched the company and, um, and, and it, it helps me like just stay in the lane because there's a lot of different noises going on. Yeah. Or so it just like kind of helps me focus on like what I'm doing in that moment. And then I take one that's called, um, why am I trying to calm? I take one that's called calm. Like I'll take it, you know, after dinner or something. And it just kind of like, like just really put your body a little bit at ease. And it just like, you know, it relaxes, it helps with anxiety, puts you in a little state of like serenity and just at peace. Um, and so I've been doing that for the last like month and a half or so. And it's, I mean, I really like, I feel, I feel better. I feel like I'm more productive. I feel like I'm getting better sleep, which allows me to like wake up and just get, get after it in the morning. You know, I'm not like groggy for the first couple hours of the day because I was, I had a restless sleep or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's been, that's been a a major thing that's been a change for me over the last like couple months or so. And it's, it's, it's helped a ton because um, like I said, there's so many different things going on and I, I'm the type of person where like I can take on a lot of tasks. Like I, I really can't, like I, I pride myself on being reliable and being able to juggle a lot of things at once. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, when you're working on one thing, like it needs that focused attention. You know, so you got to be able to like tune yourself into like whatever that one thing you're working on, maybe give it an hour or two per day to work on it and then, you know, delegate your task tasks to something else. Um, and this this focus uh, hemp oil or CBG oil has helped me out a lot with that, just, you know, staying in one lane and staying focused for that time period and then kind of moving on, you know, to the next thing. Wow. That, I'll have to look into that. You'll have to send send that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, shoot, I'll, yeah. I'll send you. A, I'll send you a link because it's actually uh, like there's kind of a business portion of it too. It's I say pyramid scheme, but it's more of like a, <laughs> a network. It's more of like a network marketing thing. Yeah. So it's actually the call that I have after this is a group is a small group of uh, guys that like are in the same. It's called Prime My Body, and they're in the same network but we've kind of formed our own group and we, we take an hour out of each week and we literally, all of them are um, entrepreneurs. They're, you know, they have their own businesses. Um, and 
so we're and we're all kind of like similar ages so we have like dif different things going on or the similar things going on from like a, a life perspective and kind of pursuing our own passions but also just from like being you know mid-20s to lower 30s and just kind of handling life as we know it so we literally take an hour each week and we get on a call and we just bullshit about yeah like business about different different ideas we brainstorm different ideas about what we're doing and just kind of talk about life in general and so from that aspect of it like it's helped me like i haven't made a really much money from it but like the the market or the networking portion of it has helped me a ton because it's like i'm talking to people that i can relate to and that can relate to me um and they're bonded yeah, I got a lot of friends that are married with kids and stuff like that. And it's like, I didn't choose that path. So, you know, it's, it's harder to relate at times, you know, mm -hmm. to people that are around me a lot, but um, this has kind of given me that, you know, that avenue and it's, it's helped out a lot. And obviously, you know, we welcome anyone and any, everyone that's, that wants to like try this stuff out or that wants to join like this network marketing team in because it's, I think it's, you know, it's kind of an investment, but I think it's going to be very powerful in the net in the coming years for sure. Wow. That sounds awesome. And I think maybe, you know, a lot of people are missing something like that from their lives. So I give you props for, you know, getting involved into a group like that. Um, just surrounding yourself with similar minded people can be so powerful to help you level up and get to the next level of your journey of life and your career and everything. So, um, oh, I'll definitely, if you send me those links over, I'll, I'll put them in the description to our, our video here on YouTube. Um, so if cool, anybody cool. wants to check those out, they can go ahead and, you know, get involved yeah. and try those supplements to see if they yeah. help improve yeah. their lives. Yeah. And I'll, I'll send you like the link to like my personal link for that. So like, obviously then you can get in touch with me or whatever. And, and, uh, if you want to get involved, obviously I'm more than willing to help you out to get started. Yeah. Awesome. I'll make sure I, I put that in, in the description. Cool. Um, so, you know, I know you have that call coming up for winding down here on today's show. I think today's show was really something. It was really special. We really covered a lot of great topics and I hope a lot of people get inspired by that, motivated by, you know, your wisdom and your journey and everything that you brought to the table today. We're at the point that it's called pass it on. I got inspired by this song. I don't know if you ever heard it. it's the Mossy Oak song. If not, I'll send it over to you. I'm sure yeah. it'll bring a tear to your eye because when I was like seven years old hunting with my dad and stuff, we discovered the song and it's kind of been like that thing. It's all about passing it on to the next generation about everything the outdoors has to offer. Um, so it, it's your last day to hunt. You know, I know you're a big hunter. So it's your last hunting day of your career, of your life. It's time for you to pass it on. You have to put the bow down, the gun down, the bullets the the mounts have to go you know you can keep maybe a few a few pictures but um it's time you pass everything on to the next generation what is the one lesson that the outdoors has taught you that you want to pass on and what is the one lesson that life has taught you that you also want to pass on to those people man that's deep <laughs> i think honestly like the outdoors um cuz i'm a very like type a person high strong i like to get things done i just like to go 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 uh the, the one of the biggest things that the outdoors has taught me or hunting has taught me is, is patience you know is patience in the pursuit of anything you know because um 
it's, you know, so many people want that instant gratification of anything and everything that they're pursuing, you know, and I think social media has had a lot to do with that, especially with, you know, the younger gen, our generations and the ones below us. Um, and so the patience in your pursuit of, of whatever it is you're pursuing, because it's, it's, as we, as we kind of talked about earlier in the podcast, you have to fall in love with failure. And that's part of the hunting. That's part of hunting, right? You know, like it's not all going to be successful. Um, it's, and that's a, that's a very natural thing. Um, so I think from a hunting standpoint, it would be the patience, the patience and the pursuit of whatever you're pursuing. And from a life standpoint, I think, um, you know, happiness, finding your happiness. And like, I think that's the most important thing. I think mental, your mental health and your mental well-being is, is what makes you strong as a person, you know, physical strength can come and can go, but, but mental strength is, is, is your power. And so I think when you can find your true happiness, um, in, in what you're doing, you make the people around you better. Um, and that only makes the, the world a better place. So, um, that's, that would be my thing is like, you know, your pursuit of happiness and, and just finding, you know, knowing, being self-aware enough to knowing, you know, what makes you truly happy and, and going after it. Because like I said, it's only going to make you, you stronger. Um, and, and that's going to make the people around you stronger. Wow. That, that was really something, man. Thank you. I can't wait for our viewers to hear, hear those two, those two lessons and hopefully take that and improve their lives and maybe go try the outdoors and, you know, take those words into really, you know, think about what they're doing in their life and hopefully level up and continue to improve themselves. Um, but before we end the show, you know, something that we missed that I wanted to talk about that we kind of talked about before we had all of our technical difficulties was you shooting the bow in the basement. What is the one shot? Everybody knows the rules. If you haven't seen this, you have to go follow the guy on Instagram. And it's caught on. I've seen so many people I follow. And you'll repost it and be like, yep, one shot. Everybody knows the rules. Here we go. All right. And then, you know, you shoot an arrow. You know, can you elaborate a little bit on that for our audience that doesn't know what you're doing down there in the basement of your office? Yeah, no. So we, we I mean, for, for probably four or five years, we, we built Tag and Brag in my dad's basement. Um, and when, when my parents built the house, like 20 years ago, one of my dad's only things that he requested in the house when designing it was an archery lane in the basement. Well, that archery lane turned into the tag and brag headquarters when, when we all started. And so, you know, I would just be down there and it's, it's nice because, you know, you can shoot at any time, at any time of the day, night, whatever. Um, and shooting a bow to me brings me like a release or just, you know, a sh- even one arrow, like sh- just releasing one arrow, um, brings me like, just grounds me a little bit. So <laughs> I, I just what like, before I would go to bed at night, I would knock an arrow and, you know, I would just film it on my phone on Instagram, one shot, everybody knows the rules, but my thing I would always end up shooting like three or four arrows yeah every time arrow would never be <laughs> right you know it would never be right but I think it's like it kind of like for me it kind of relates back to like hunting is like okay you you have one like one shot you know as a bow hunter 
it's not like you get a redo, you know, or most of the time, at least yeah. you don't get a redo. So like that one shot has to be so focused and so like, I, I don't know, determined, energized, like your, your whole being has to be immersed into that one shot. And so it was obviously kind of a funny thing because I never took only one shot because I was never. trying to perfect something before I went to bed. But, you know, at the same time, I guess my message was like, you know, one shot, everybody knows the rules. That's kind mm -hmm. of, it just relates to bow hunting and, um, and you know, that whole moment of truth and kind of getting in that mindset of like, okay, you know, if you did have one shot or if you had, you know, life, we've got one shot at this life, like make the most of that one single solo opportunity. If somebody put you on a pedestal somewhere and said, this is your opportunity, like you have to capitalize on this right now and you get everything that you were ever, that you've ever dreamed about. Uh -huh. Like what kind this of focus it. would you have? This is it. Right. And what and kind so of perfection I'm, do you want to have? So I think when you keep shooting, you're like, yeah, I want that one shot to be just a little bit more perfect, you know? And exactly. Exactly. So it's, um, it's been fun. It's been like, it's been funny. And I, we were talking a little bit about it before the podcast started, but when I lived in Nashville after college, like I, the one shot thing wasn't created yet, but I was still like, I was, I had that mindset. And yeah. so like, I was going to shoot my bow wherever I could. It was literally 10 yards from like the back of my bedroom, down the hallway, past <laughs> the kitchen to the front door. And I, I like, I would shoot in my apartment. Like my dog, would yeah. lay, I'd make him lay on my bed. So he wasn't in front of me and I would shoot in my apartment. And I mean, it ended up like I ended up beating up the target so much that like I started puncturing the whole, little holes in the door and stuff. I ended up pulling the apartment complex five hundred bucks no for the store at the end of my lease. But um, but it was just like you know I I laughed about it because I'm like yeah I, like anybody knows about this would think that I'm absolutely nuts. But it's just me like doing do what I love to do. That yep. nothing's gonna stop me doing what I love to do. So. Wow. That's, dude, that's too good. That's too funny. And I think that's a great way for us to end here. And thank you for that last little bit of motivational piece that you gave about, you know, the one shot. Cause I really do think that that hones into what I'm doing, what everyone else is doing in their lives. And you have that one shot, make sure, you know, you take it and you take it with, you know, full effort and pureness. And, you know, you want to try to perfect that as much as possible, but David, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. It has been a great one. Make sure you go check these guys out on all their social media platforms. Um, what is it, at Tag and Brag? Or? So on, on YouTube and Instagram, it's at Team Tag and Brag. And then on Facebook, it's just at Tag and Brag. Yeah, make sure you go over, give those guys a follow. They deserve it. And I'm telling you, they have the best content, hunting content in the outdoor industry. And if you're trying to get involved in the food plots or you know, trying to manage your herd of deer, whatever you're doing. David, he created Food Plot Chronicles. He has a great jingle to it. It's a great series. Make sure you check that out as well. Um, give them a follow. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast here, wherever you're listening. And we thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate every one of the audience for tuning in. I appreciate David for coming on and sharing your wisdom. So thank yeah, you so man, much. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was, a, it was an awesome conversation and definitely an inspiring way to start my morning.
This was an episode of the Outdoors Greatest Podcast.